The rumors aren't true. The show is alive and well. Well, we were on life support, but we're back and we're here to talk all the latest news with Apple and Google. All that and more Tech 411 starts now. Your personal guide to everything tech. Tech 411. Tech 411 with Oscar Santana and Todd Moore. Salutations. Welcome to Tech 411. I'm Oscar Santana. And I'm Todd Moore, and this is show number 167. Thanks for tuning in. Tomo, uh, it's been about a month. The show was on life support. I think it took about three tweets for us to come back in full force, and we are back. Yeah, and we have a lot to talk about with uh, this morning's announcement from Apple WWDC. And in fact, our last show came before Google I.O., and there was a little bit of information there. It wasn't great, but with both of these conferences combined, uh, we have a lot to talk about. Yes, forget about your Bitcoin. We have a good three hours of show prep that we worked on today as we listened to the entire <laughs> keynote for WWDC 2017. Todd, what do you want to start off with first? They had an announcement of, of six different, uh, I guess, items, whether software or hardware, but a plethora of pinatas that you would say of announcements. Yeah, I, I, let's take it in order, starting with TVOS. They had an interesting announcement where they said Amazon Prime Video is coming to Apple TV. And to be honest, I, I couldn't be happier. Uh, it's been missing from that platform for a long time. Yeah, um, up until I would say, oh man, like a year ago, anytime I wanted to do anything with Prime, I'd have to figure out a way to you know, put a, find my fire stick or find the TV that had the fire stick. Yep. It, it was never, it was always an arduous process to say, okay, I want to watch something on prime on the television, on the computer, you just boot it up or your phone, you're fine. But it was yeah, never you're, something you're, that was easy. You're basically limited you to using your iPhone, uh, which has the Amazon video app and then air playing it over to the TV OS I always use my television, which has its own series of apps, and Amazon was included. Uh, and that's also how I'm able to stream 4K by using uh, my TV. So I try, I try to do it with the TV first because uh, you can't, you can't get 4K with the Apple TV. So even when the uh, Amazon Prime app does get delivered in, uh, they're saying December, um, you're not going to be able to stream at 4K unless they update the hardware. Yeah, it's, it's you know I don't have a 4K television, so that hasn't uh, really become an issue with me yet. Uh, but the idea of it, it, Amazon even working with Apple in this manner, or Apple opening opening up its hardware, uh, it speaks volumes. It's, it says well, to me that, it's not Apple. It was already open. It's kind of Amazon was the one that wasn't publishing the the, the Prime app on do, their platform. Do you think? See, the the way I looked at it was. You know, there were certain, I mean, Apple would control who, what was being made available, who, who they're letting into their ecosystem, right? So the more value that you offer, more options you offer on your, on your like a Netflix on um, your Apple TV, that would make sense that they would want everybody to come play. So you're saying that Amazon was the one holding out. Oh, absolutely. There was no reason why they shouldn't. Uh have published this app by now. And the only reason is they want you to, to to buy their their Fire Stick so that you can get it uh, to your TV. So they have their own hardware. Amazon has their own hardware. They have their own tablets. They used to have their own phone. 
Um, they don't support Google Play Store, and they have their own app store. So they're trying to create their own thing, and they always have. Um, but I, I think it's silly for them not to uh, put the the Prime Video, which people have been um, using more and more because of the quality of their programming. Uh, there's no reason why they shouldn't have, have, have put this across all the different platforms, including that of Google Play. Yeah, makes sense. I can see that, that if, if you are a user and you're paying that um – that subscription fee to Amazon, you want it available on all your platforms. You don't make it hard for me to, to watch your shows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And they, I get and it. They've supported some apps uh, on their on the on the, across iPhone and, and Android um, in in terms of Google Play. Uh, of course, they're Android as well, uh, but they prefer you to use their own app store. Um, so this is good news um, because I, I'm finding myself using. Amazon Video, Amazon Prime, uh, more and more. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm happy that's happening. It's good news for consumers. And, of course, Apple gets to reap the rewards as well. I'm sure they got a sweet deal. Apple announced Watch OS 4, uh, which is uh, somewhat of a small update in my mind. But uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you take that one if you saw anything uh, that was interesting to you. Because I actually don't use my Apple Watch anymore. Yeah, uh, as far as an Apple Watch, I don't. I, I, you know, I get the first generation Apple Watch. Uh, I don't use it as much as I'd like to use it, especially for the dollar amount. That they're still pretty damn expensive, and I got a sport, so it's not like I spent that. You know, the top tier dollars. Um, what really, I think people that work out on a regular basis, it's which is not me at the moment, um, are going to enjoy the UI, uh, or, or as far as the your ability to quickly get your watch to essentially um you know if you're going to go on a bike ride you're going to go on a run you're going to swim if you're a big swimmer they highlighted that within keynote so you could actually stop and pause at the end of the, your first lap and then it could get your split times uh, they really focused on over, like exercise overall and then they jump from exercise to design and design it's it's simple things like the watch faces they have um an animated Toy Story, three different watch faces that you can be buzzed like <laughs> here. It, it's just, it, it, I don't know, it's childish to me, but I imagine kids are going to love that. And then sure. a, a kaleidoscope face um, where you can essentially make kaleidoscopes out of your watch faces. Pretty gimmicky overall, no, nothing game-changing. Again, exercise, I think, was the highlight. Uh, and for developers, it seemed that they allowed you to do a little bit more as We've seen in the past years where they give you access to a little bit more and a little bit more to to really highlight your apps. But I'm jaded because, Todd, we've talked offline. You've said that the Apple Watch Store isn't what, it, at least for you, it's not what you thought the pro it didn't bring the promise you thought it would. Right. And I think most people who have the watch end up using it mostly to 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 track their their workouts. And certainly this update uh, like you said, was very much focused on on uh, new fitness features. Uh, they mentioned being able to integrate with certain gym equipment. So they're they're clearly having new partnerships with these manufacturers uh, that create and produce uh, gym equipment, uh, which is good. I think that's an, a neat idea to be able to. You know, we're always obsessed with monitoring our own data, so being able to plug into the actual equipment we're using at the gym is a great idea. 
Um, they also talked about um, being able to integrate with other hardware gadgets like glucose monitors, which I think is that's cool. Yeah, that's really good um, for especially for folks that that need that kind of monitor. Um, so they're going to have certain integration, continuous integration with those kinds of monitors. Uh, again, with the with the health angle, which I really think this is what you know the Apple Watch has become. Right? Yeah. Uh, moving on, Mac OS High Sierra. Uh, of course, the current version of Mac OS is just called Sierra, so uh, the new version is named High Sierra, and it it had a few updates. Uh, they talked a lot about uh, Safari being improved. Uh, how many times have you gone to a website and some video just starts playing? Well, you're going to be able to turn that off, that autoplay, which I think is good. And you can also uh, they mentioned, uh, and I know we've all gone through this, you buy something uh, on the internet and then those ads end up following you around forever trying to get you to buy again, which is kind of silly. Um, it's just, you know, it, it, no fault of their own. That's just how ad tracking works. They don't know if you actually bought the product, but they're going to actually be able to turn that off uh, with this new Safari update for all the geeks out there. Uh, they are rolling out a new and improved file system, uh, which proves to do um, to be a, a more high performance for modern computers and modern devices. Of course, they've they already rolled that out. It, it's called um, APFS. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, I think it, they already rolled it out for uh, iOS 10.3. Uh, which kind of seems silly to me. They they would roll it out to that, you know, instead of their power Mac users. But uh, they are going to get this new improved yes. file system with this update, which I think is pretty cool. APFS. Um, yeah, this is a guy a little exciting here. I get annoyed with Apple, and man, that was I a fanboy for years? As we we sat, that's probably the first keynote we actually sat through outside of the days I used to go over your house or your office and yeah. we'd watch it together, right? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was fun to do to watch, but it but I, I was I was I was thinking about the tone that we that we had throughout that actual um viewing where in my eyes I sat there and I said, Damn, like this used to be something I was super, super excited for, but we were mocking half of the <laughs> announcement. Right? Well, uh, you are correct. Uh, in many ways, Apple is playing catch up with the rest of the industry, especially with uh, when it comes to VR. They made they made a lot of announcements with VR. They uh, are finally going to support it, support VR in macOS High Sierra, um, support for Unity, support for the Unreal uh, gaming engine. Um, they just released an updated API for for VR Metal Two. Uh, Metal was uh, the original kind of API they created that was 10 times as fast as OpenGL. Uh, Metal 2 is going to be 10 times faster than the original Metal. So 100 times faster now. Uh, so they, they're going to have a good API to support uh, VR development. In fact, they even demoed the HTC Vive as well as Steam VR is coming to the platform. So it's about time. Yeah, I, I, I actually, it, it's funny because while they they have all these they they're they're packing they're bringing all this power to the Mac platform it just also seems I look I we just got that PS from uh the PC from Dell and 
I'm, I sit here and I'm like, why are we, why are you making us work for you to give us what the industry's been wanting for years? And I haven't been a PC guy in, for, in forever, and I, I don't want to say I am now, but yeah, it looks cool and yeah. it gives us a lot of different options. But man, did they did we have to wait? Miss the boat, right? Yeah, and it's funny because they they showed the hardware uh, like an external graphics card that'll work with um, their Thunderbolt connections, Thunderbolt 3, um, and it's going to allow you to use a high-performance graphics card with an existing Mac. And, you know, I looked at that, and I'm just like, well, Alienware has had that forever. Yeah. Uh, they've always had, they've had that option where you can buy, an it's an external case, um, so to speak, that allows you to put in any graphics card. So... Yeah, they're they're finally getting the message, and and I'm sure when Lucky Palmer came out and said he would support, you know, he was CEO of Oculus Rift, uh, he came out and said we'll support Mac as soon as they make a good computer. Yeah. Uh, so Apple's really got a lot of egg in their face in terms of you know having a high performance Mac. It's almost like they don't want to support high end graphics for whatever reason. Uh, but now they have changed uh, their course and, you know, releasing a series, uh, the, the Metal 2 API and showing that, you know, the HTC Vive will work with your Mac. Um, of course, you're going to have to use High Sierra, which will be a free update. But, you know, your existing graphics cards that you have in your Macs, they will not support it. So you'd almost you'd have to buy this this external uh, graphics card solution in order to do VR. So they still got a ways to go. Can we um, talk about the elephant in the room here with, uh, you know, Apple announced a series of upgrades to the laptops, as you mentioned, and in a pre-show, 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 pre-show meeting as we were watching the WWDC, you saw, oh, wow, the refreshing the, um, the iMac. It really blew my mind when they came out with an iMac Pro because as they were talking about the specs, uh, I essentially said, didn't they just sell everybody I know that had cash a Mac Pro that looked like a little trash can and that was supposed to be the the high-end, the high-end computer? And now you said, no, 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 we've got something better and it looks nothing like what we built before. Yeah, yeah, just forget that whole Mac Pro thing. They never brought it up. They never addressed it. Um, it's sad. It's sad. And so, yeah, now they've, they've come out with the iMac pro, which starts at $5,000 and, you know, you can get a zillion cores in there. And so this is their new high end Mac. Uh, they also are supported. They updated all the MacBook pros, uh, and they're using the latest Intel seventh generation chips. So it's, it's almost like, you know, Apple's been blasted over the last couple of years about how they just don't care, it seems, about pro users. And I think this was, you know, we do care. We've updated everything. We're using the latest and greatest of everything, and we're going to support VR. And by the way, you know, we're going to support AR as well. And, of course, that's the big, um, the big thing they announced today with iOS 11. It's going to have AR kit, augmented reality, and they're releasing that to developers so they can build their own AR apps. How do you feel about augmented reality as a developer? Because on my end, it seems very awesome, very cool. I feel like I got a little bit of augmented reality, just a little taste when um, you had the 
certain apps using them for restaurant reviews if you want to find something i think um uh, was it oh god was it what's what's the one review app that had the little goggles that you could look at restaurants in your area if you just looked around your your uh field of vision um, oh yelp yeah yelp, yelp yes. had that feature yeah for years right so yeah. i mean that was my only taste of of augmented reality well, and, that and, and what Pokemon. we saw in hong kong right you had basic a you know yeah. with with in fact they brought up pokemon um that now you know with the, their new ar kit pokemon's gonna it's gonna be a lot more real so you, you're you know whatever you call the pokemons that are jumping around they're actually going to be wherever you are and it's going to look real and that's what of course augmented reality is all about is taking your existing surroundings and putting virtual items within it and so pokemon should should get a good update you know when this comes out it's going to be fun. I feel like we saw some of this when we were in uh, Hong Kong where you could see like a coaster from Heineken and then all of a sudden somebody would pop out of the coaster and that was fun for a little while. I just don't see the full applications outside of, you know, high-end video games, which would be cool. But even then, how do you play them? Yeah. And I, I kind of agree right now. You know, it's it's it, here's what I'm thinking is Apple wants to get uh, developers up and running with this early version of it, the AR kit. And, you know, they want to get developers, you know, putting some effort into this, creating some cool stuff, some cool content um, for when the iPhone 8 actually does launch potentially in September. Uh, you know, we're you know, everyone's kind of guessing it's going to have a lot of uh, great sensors on on the phone for AR. So I think this is a way for Apple to get get some content out there, get some people developing with it. And then when the iPhone 8 hits. I think you were going to see something even better. Can I ask you a personal question? Sure. As far as the machines that build this, and we talked about the iMac Pro, um, the Mac Pro that you purchased, I would say it feels like a year ago, maybe it's two now. Uh, what did that cost? The Mac Pro? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember. It was. It was a used think, car. It was no. I think it started at twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. That I think that was the. No, I thought it was like four price. grand for some reason. Oh no! I spent about five. Once you upgraded everything, it was about five grand. Okay, so uh, you spent five thousand dollars two years ago, right? Yeah. But for the cream of the crop, this is what I need. I want to build my apps in minutes, maybe seconds. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to compile lightning fast. I want top of the line. You know, it was a business expense, but yeah. to be honest, it was it was a bad purchase. It was an absolutely bad purchase. And you compared that that speed to a high end Mac. Just a Mac mm -hmm. that you have in, in your office. Yeah. And what were the build times? <laughs> Do you remember me telling you this? Yes, it blew my mind. Uh, it, it, was, it wasn't. It was negligible, right? You're like, I could have just used my Mac. Once you factor in the, the cost per bit, like how uh, cost per time, it, it made me feel like I really wasted some money. Mm -hmm. So it is a very powerful machine. I'm not going to lie about that. It can really render, you know, final cut videos very fast and it can compile apps very fast it's definitely the fastest mac that i own but looking at the the bang for your buck in terms of of cost i, I didn't think it was yeah because you had to have a separate it. screen and the imac pro 5k gives you the 5k screen yeah and apple didn't even sell a 4k monitor right? they don't sell a 5k monitor i had to buy a dell monitor i yeah. just don't get what their strategy well, was I, mean, I guess I, i'm coming full circle here with the imac pro maybe they're finally like well 
this is this is what our consumers have wanted if they were going to go all in with the Mac Pro and then get a 4K screen. You're talking about like a $7,500 all in, maybe six grand purchase, low end. Now we can give them something to start with for 5K, and we're going to give them the screen. Right, and you know? you're going to get the you're going to get a good graphics card, the Mac Gray or Space Gray, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, I'm sorry, Apple. I'm not going to buy you know <laughs> buy it this time. You me fooled me either. once. But uh, so iOS 11 will ship this fall. Uh, the public beta starts now. Um, the AR kit is uh, it's launching this year. Uh, interesting enough, they they didn't say uh, if they were if the AR features would be built directly into its own camera app yet. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. But you know, finally, Apple's supporting high-end graphics and they're supporting VR and they're supporting AR. We know we've known for a while they've been working on it in secret, but they they're just so far behind where the PC is taken VR. Um, I think it's going to take a while for them to, to catch up and uh, mainly because you know you can't you can't buy it. They didn't update the Mac mini. you can't buy a Mac mini and do VR. Um, you can't use your existing iMac to do VR, you'd have to buy this new, um, graphics card unit. In fact, you'd have to have Thunderbolt three. So, uh, again, it's, you know, you, you're going to have to buy all brand new hardware if you want to support VR at this point. And I, I think that's kind of sad. What does the power side of the computer mean for gamers that used to think they could just play these games on PC? The power side? Yeah. Like just the, the radon graphics card, all that stuff they are hyping on multiple different um, you know, I haven't looked into what, you know, the card that they were kind of promoting. Obviously, it can do um, the specs for VR, so it's going to be pretty good. Um, they, they, um, yeah, I, I don't really know. It'll be um, interesting if there was ever a place where I can, you know, selfishly play Overwatch on my Mac Pro if I have a, a new right. one, right? And I've played Overwatch on my Mac Pro. With it's, an emulator or you can actually just do it? Well, you can boot camp it and install Windows, and then you have to like hack a, a device driver. Actually, my brother had to do that. He had to hack a device driver to get it to run, but played it, and uh, it wasn't too bad. So the Mac Pro does play Overwatch, mm. but it just takes a lot of effort, you know? Seems in like order a lot to of get... work. Yeah, it does. It's not worth it. So I, I'd rather just boot up my, my PC and play. What do you think of, uh, of the, I guess, the biggest announcement, which we were like, uh, for us, uh, was the App Store the new App Store? Oh yeah, I was uh, concerned. <laughs> yeah, right. You're like, whoa. <laughs> but so yeah, they came out with a new App Store. It's got uh, three new tabs on it today, uh, where they're gonna like feature a new app every day uh, in the Today tab. Then there's gonna be a Games tab that's all about gaming, and there's gonna be an Apps tab that's all about apps. Um, so they're they're changing things up a little bit. Um, you know, with those three tabs, uh, they did not show much more than that. Uh, but it looks more like a, a magazine, if you will, like a curated magazine of apps, the way that it, it was designed. And, you know, to, to be honest, I think you have to tell me your experience, but for me, when I use the app store, I already know what I'm, what I'm going to download and I just launch it and I search for the thing and then I download it. I, I never really use it to find new stuff and i think this is what 
I think they probably realized that when oh, yeah. they looked at the metrics for the store and they said, you know what, we, we got to make this thing more like a magazine. We got to make it more interesting and, and feature new content every day. And that's kind of what they're delivering. Uh, you, I think you have a different, you have a different approach to the store simply because I, I will, I, I will look at the features, the features, I think as far as telling you more about the app and give you almost a preview, like a trailer for the app. I think that's cool. Uh, because that would that would entice me to actually purchase more apps instead of these free apps that are out there, right? Yeah, um, but you have previews. You have video previews already. Yeah, just they're, they're making them better. They're making them better. They're giving you they're giving you more information. That's just not. It's part of like a community. It's almost being curated, where like they they'll give you quotes from from um, from reviewers, right? Yeah, if, if they're yep. good. That's pretty. I was like, that's I like to hear about that because that's the same reason why uh, I would pick up a magazine about apps to hear more about different ones right um, yeah and that's what i'm saying i think yeah. it looks kind of like a magazine you're right you know, something you're right. you buy just kind of read and go through and but see what's cool as far as apps are concerned someone's got to tell me about them now if i'm going to download them right right yeah and you usually are going to just take that take advice from someone else yeah. like that's usually how i discover apps these days someone you know makes a post about it on facebook or something and i check it out so I don't know. I think it's kind of cool. I'm, you know, as a developer, I'm a little worried that my apps may not get discovered ever again, you know, because they're always just going to feature the big guys who are making these great VR, AR apps. And, you know, that's all they're ever going to feature. And that's taking up the full screen. And, you know, I've always been a top app in the, the health and fitness with the white noise. I don't know. Maybe that's going away. I mean, maybe people aren't ever going to find my app unless you search for it. And hopefully they don't like ruin search where no one can find the small guys apps anymore. Uh, so we'll just have to wait and see if uh, that happens. And it would be it'd be tough if if, the, if that if they did change everything, including search, you know. Yeah. Uh, Imagine it. if search only worked against like their little curated list of apps. <laughs> no, I don't think put that... a lot of people out of business. If, if, yeah. They, if they they claim to be the. The company they are, they, I don't think they'd mess with that. I mean, the, the whole idea at, at the beginning of the keynote was they showed us like a, a six-year-old boy that's coding and then a eighty-two-year-old woman that's coding. Like, how mm -hmm. are they going to break out or have any success <laughs> if if they're not being featured? Uh, yeah, well, those two are going to get featured. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that kid's going to invent the next computer company. Clearly, um, <laughs> it makes you feel real good about your life. By the way, you're like, man. I thought I've done, I had done, I've done dick. I've done nothing. Like I have, I was sat there like, man, uh, like I am I'm yeah. hoping to get to the gym today. This guy already coded, this six-year-old already coded three apps yeah. and they're on the app store. Welcome to my life. I feel like that every day. <laughs> like this guy, the little Tiger Woods is going to be coding circles around me. <laughs> um, two more things to mention from today's event. iPad Pro 10 and a half inch they unveiled. And it's going to be, of course, this is their tablet for professional users. It's going to have a thinner border around its edges, uh, same home button, but it's going to support a full width keyboard cover. It features uh, a new display technology uh, called ProMotion. It basically means it's 120 frames per second in instead of the standard 60, which all the devices are now. Uh, that means it's going to feel a lot smoother, more responsive on the screen. And I think it's also they've also made some improvements with the the pencil um, in terms of lag, so it's gotten even better. So if you've been holding out for uh, an iPad Pro, this might be a good model to go with. It's starting at six hundred and fifty dollars. 
Yeah, I uh, I actually mentioned during the the keynote. I said, eh, I haven't had an iPad in a few years. Like an, a refresh, right? I still have. Mm -hmm. oh, by the way, my one's still rocking at Big O and Dukes. It's Is that still, right? It's a soundboard. Uh, Nothing <laughs> runs on those things anymore. Yeah, I, mean, so it, I mean, half the things are gonna die. But mm. well, until that happens, it really. Like I really had no need, but then I saw this this pro. I was like, eh, maybe this is the model I get into. It seemed like it actually had some some decent applications. The handwriting, the gestures look pretty cool. Yeah, I think it would be a pretty good model, especially if you don't have the an iPad or you have the original like you do. That's kind of aging, and none of the uh, apps work good, anymore. Within a year, it's gonna be dead, I think, because they, didn't they just declassify all those thirty-two bit apps or something like that? <laughs> They're giving warnings, right? Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. It's pretty soon they won't run. So you developers either got to fix that and upload a new version or, you know, find yourself a new app. The next announcement is supposed to be the biggest Big announcement. Yes. yes. Now, I have my own thoughts, but I want you to just lay it, put it on the table and then we can discuss it. All right. Well, Apple has announced a new Siri speaker for the home and it's called HomePod. Looks like they're taking aim at Sonos and Amazon Echo. Uh, with this new device, uh, they call it a breakthrough home speaker that will start selling in December for $350. So compare that to what's out there. It's definitely on the high end, but it sounds like they are really trying to focus on the quality of the sound. Uh, it, it says that it will sense the shape of your room and customize the audio for it's surrounding, mm. so uh, it also includes Siri, so you can you can talk to it, and then Siri can tell it it doesn't understand what you're asking it, just like your phone, so <laughs> that you can bring that into your house. And uh, so, yeah, what what's your take on it? Uh, a couple things. One, their purchase of Beats a few years ago. Well, I would say three or four years ago now. Um, that what I was a purchase that I initially thought was a talent purchase to help their um, fledgling music store that's gotten much better. I'm a subscriber. I pay a monthly fee and I'm really enjoying what they're putting out, especially with the playlists. Um, I thought it was a software play when they bought beats. I, I didn't think they'd ever get into speakers because in my eyes, it felt like, well, beats already sells standalone speakers and they have had like a solid market share of that sale. And as far as like, a high performance speaker, they're not that cheap. I mean, the biggest one cost 300 bucks, but it, I just felt like, are they, are they essentially going to cannibalize their, are they willing to do that because this other speaker is so great? Or are they saying that this is a, this, this new speaker that's called the home pod is, is so further, so much further ahead than these beat speakers that there are two different customers that are going to purchase these. The Beats are for the kids, and the HomePod is for the family and the home. Well, and, and another point I'd like to make is um, I kind of like how Google did it with, you know, they have their Chromecast audio. So if you wanted to, like, stream music from your device, you can buy this real cheap $30 device and plug it into your existing home stereo. I mean, I have Poke audio speakers. I have a nice, you know, receiver. Yeah, I have a 12-inch subwoofer for my home theater. I don't want to put some little home pod just for all my audio. I, I want it to be able to plug in to my existing system. I don't know if you can or cannot, 
But in, in when I was watching this, it, it seemed like, you know, this is all you need and you can buy two of them and put them in. I, I don't know. I, I don't the know quality, if I like that approach. I guess, Todd, to be fair to the speakers and Apple, the quality would have – because I have a Sonos speaker and it's pretty damn awesome, right? One. Mm-hmm. It fills my entire house. I have a small house. fills the entire house, right? Mm-hmm. The quality of that speaker would have to be so much better than Sonos for me to even think, okay, now I'm going to go into this other ecosystem or even try. The series thing doesn't sell me because I'm always – I don't feel like it's actually as good as everybody th- says it is or Apple's telling us yet. Um, but it, the, it, it's the quality that's going to drive it. And I feel like what they showed us today was cool. But it, it wasn't groundbreaking in my eyes. If, if I listen to it, I'm like, whoa, this is absolutely dynamic. I've never heard anything like this. Uh, yeah, I'll make the switch for 350 But it just doesn't seem that that's actually tangible. Because I, look, I talk to my phone now if I want to talk to Siri. And I barely yeah. do that. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff out there. Of course, Amazon Echo has already beat them to the punch. And a lot already, of people yeah. have it. You know, I have an Echo Dot for 50 bucks that's in, you know in my bedroom and i got i got the regular amazon i even have the google home that i was playing around with um, i think you know all of those are hundred dollar devices i think uh, uh what was it, about 150 for the google home and 180 for the 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 big echo but the, the dot is much cheaper about 50 bucks and uh they're all pretty good for what they do and and so again Apple's late to the game. They usually are late to the game. They kind of like look at the market, see what's wor- what works, what doesn't, and then they try to out-innovate. And that's that's pretty much been their playbook for a, a while now. Um, and <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see if these get uh, become popular or not. But th- to be honest, I don't. I just don't think Siri is that great. And so they're going to have to make some big improvements to yeah. Siri in order to compete with uh, both Amazon and Google. Yeah, I agree, man. And they've got the head start. There's something called a second mover advantage to be, you know, the fourth mover advantage if there's something like that, if you're going to tear up. Um, but it, it, if I have, if I have, I have two Amazon speakers in my house. I don't know. As you mentioned that, I was like, yeah, I do have those. Mm-hmm. Why would I, I mean, this, what am I going to do with other ones? I'm, I can't spend that money again, right? Yeah, I, I think this is for the people that just have Apple everything. Um, I mean, I was one of those guys. They didn't give me an option for a speaker until now. Am I going to replace my Echo with this? I, <laughs> I doubt it, no. especially given the price point. And I've already got uh, pretty good speakers in the house like you do. Yeah. So, I, yeah, it's it's going to have to be for diehard fans that are just, you know, Apple products across the board. I, I, and again, I feel like our tone is some somewhat kind of. I guess maybe the words melancholy <laughs> where we're like, eh, no, maybe if you don't have any of these, if you have a, like a five-year-old MacBook pro, if, if you have an iMac that you still have from college or your kids need an upgrade, all of these things are great. These upgrades are solid upgrades, but mm-hmm. if you just bought something, you're, you're a little, yeah, I imagine you're a little upset because <laughs> you're like, I could have <laughs> just gotten this. Again, this is Apple playing catch up with the rest of the industry. In the VR thing, it's like, well, it's about time, you know? Yeah. Um, let's move backwards, if we will. and, and Switch talk gears. A, yeah. Talk a little bit about um, Google I.O. this year. I did not attend uh, this nope. year. Oh, I apologize just briefly. No phone update, by the way. Nothing. Nothing said oh, about yeah, the phone. Yeah. Nothing. Uh, yeah. iPhone 8. No iPhone 8. 
maybe in September uh, is kind of the the rumor. Same with um, um, the, the new Google Pixel, the Pixel 2, which is coming out later this year. Uh, Google I.O. did not announce any hardware at all. Um, so it, it was kind of a, a boring event, if you ask me. And I'm always a big fan of Google and, you know, their latest innovations. Um, so it was mostly, you know, software and services. They talked about how they have 2 billion monthly active devices right now. Uh, so a lot of people are using Android. They talked about the Google Assistant. Um, a new app, which is kind of cool. I think this is probably the coolest thing that was announced called Google Lens. And it, the Assistant will analyze your surroundings and display relevant content on Ooh. your screen. Um, so if you're you know, out and about walking around, you want to get the, the restaurant rating, you know, is this restaurant good? Should I eat here? You just pull up your Google Lens and you show it. And it'll tell you right then and there. Uh, it'll overlay it on the screen. So uh, kind of cool how, how that works. I think it'll be an interesting app to play around with. Uh, even if you are trying to get on a Wi-Fi, for example, you could use Google Lens to take a, a screenshot of the Wi-Fi network SSID on the back of the router. And it'll just connect automatically by pointing your camera at it. So it's going to be doing a lot with the camera and doing a lot with vision. Uh, and they're, they're big into uh, their their new Vision API, which I've briefly used, which is pretty impressive. And of course, Apple announced the same thing uh, this time around. Let's see. Moving on, Google Assistant's coming to the iPhone. So I thought that was interesting. They announced that um, the Assistant will uh, expand beyond Android, and it's going to come to iPhone and iPad as a standalone app. How do you use Google Assistant right now? How do I use it? I use it for for a lot of things really but mainly when i want to like play something on the tv i do that a lot like if there's something on youtube i'll just say you know i'll, I'll say google play this video you know by louis ck up on the tv and it will and i can use my phone i can use google home uh the google assistant's pretty good I'd, I'd say it's one of the better ones when it comes to uh, natural language and, and being able to oh. understand what you're saying. All right. I'm in then. Yeah, I've, I just haven't used it clearly. I, don't, I didn't have a device. Yeah, well, you, you'll be able to download the uh, the assistant to your iPhone, which, you know, I give it to Google. I, I like how they always support all the devices. You know, they don't play the games that Amazon's playing, that Apple plays. They're just like, yeah, whatever, whatever device, we'll put our software on it. And that's, uh, I think it's a good strategy. For yeah, them. I mean, it's clearly working. The stock, as of today, um, hit a thousand dollars. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> Google Home got an update. They're gonna—you can actually make phone calls with Google Home. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. That's something the Echo really can't do unless you're just, you know, pairing it with Bluetooth. Uh, but you'll now be able to turn your your home. You'll be able to make phone phone. calls from there. Yeah. Yeah. That is awesome. Uh, you know what? Sidebar, Apple Pay, uh, if you're a Venmo user, you can now send money to other Apple Pay users. It was something I think they should have done years ago. But, uh, yeah, I, I just thought of that. I'm like, eh, that phone call thing is something that was a little overdue. But the Apple the you peer-to-peer know, -peer payments, they're late to that as well. What is going on? <laughs> do you use, would you say Venmo? Venmo, yes. That's all we do. Um especially with the young kids. I learned about it in college when my tutor said, you can just Venmo me. Excuse me. I said, I have cash or check. And he said, no, no, no. Just use <laughs> or PayPal. Pay yeah, like just I use thought everyone would just PayPal use PayPal. PayPal is Venmo. So 
What do you mean? So PayPal, so the way that I even set up my Venmo account was using my PayPal account. So really? yeah, so when I when I when I shoot money to somebody um, or pay him back or like I paid um, paid Mac for parking today uh, and he just he requested me on Venmo, it's coming out of my PayPal account. Hmm. I think they I, own it if I'm not mistaken. Oh, well, I'll have to look into that. I have, I've heard people use it, never installed it, never used it. I'm I'm a PayPal man. Yeah, I agree, but I think if you're a PayPal man, I think let me let me double check here. I think it may be like a um let me let me mm. this is so funny. I'm gonna just gonna Google this. I should have asked. It's Venmo owned is it by eBay? Hmm, interesting. Let me look. Oh, well, that would be interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't it? Let me look at this. It says PayPal spun out of eBay, right? Venmo mobile payment service owned by PayPal. It allows users to transfer money between one user and another. Yes, they bought it uh, in 2015. For uh, wow, yeah, this is their mobile their mobile app uh, interface. Mm. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, use it; super easy. Uh, though, don't if you send money to the wrong person, they, they, they I had terms. I sent ten bucks to the wrong pony boy, Matt Bloom, and the guy was like, <laughs> "Thanks, man." And he's, I was like, no, 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 wrong guy. Please send that back. And I went into the terms of service and they're like, well, there's no real way right now to get that money back. Ask kindly. <laughs> and I asked kindly and the guy still hasn't sent my 10 spot back. Oh man. Yeah. What a That's jerk. a hard lesson to learn. So just uh, verify with, I verified the next time with a dollar sent. And then I said, did you get my dollar? And then I sent the rest. Uh, that was an old sorry man Sorry to move. hear about I own, that. I own the old man move. <laughs> Let's see. Continuing on with Google, um, of course, to be honest, they talked uh, so much about machine learning as they did last year. And it's it's clearly their main focus with Google. And of course, photos uh, is, benefits tremendously if you use Google Photos. It really helps to organize your your collection. And it's one of the great things I love about Google Photos. I can just say, show me all all pictures of cats or dogs, and it will. Like that's something Facebook's always been horrible at. I've always tried to like find photos I posted on Facebook from years ago, and the search is just broken. There's no easy way to do it. With Google Photos, it knows the context of what's in the photo, and so uh, it works really well. And this is all because of machine learning in their head of I think all of the companies out there that are focused on it. Um, so they, they made a tremendous effort to talk about, you know, what they're doing in terms of AI and, and you know, how fast they're improving. And of course, TensorFlow, which is uh, their API that lets you do machine learning, uh, played around with it with, uh, for a little bit. And I got to tell you, man, it's pretty, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I feel like it's above my pay grade, but if you're a developer, definitely... <laughs> those, these tools. If you want to teach a machine how to do something, yeah, I mean, uh, definitely check out TensorFlow because it's their open source platform. Yeah, it could be anything, right? It could be it could help you curate the information coming from your app. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I I was thinking about using TensorFlow for is, and you know, now I have all these users recording sounds and uploading them, uh, and then you know, I my my company has to curate that and and tag it. And uh, so one of the things I thought is, what if I ran all these sounds through the sounds that I already have, run it through TensorFlow, do some machine learning so that it can identify the different tags that the sound is and actually make a description of the Ooh. sound. You know, like the sound has birds, the sound has wind and ocean waves, and it would be able to automatically tag it. How cool would that be? That would be cool. And so that's you wouldn't have one to deal with it now. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole point. 
<laughs> time, time. You, you yeah. what's worth your time? Yeah, it's all about automation, right? You want to be able to automate as many uh, processes you can in business today, and so a lot of people are using the TensorFlow, which does machine learning um, and automating these different processes so that they can compete. So. Uh, I think it's going to become very, very important for businesses to use this, this kind of technology agree, going man. forward. And Google's clearly ahead of the curve on this. Absolutely. Uh, there was a hardware announcement, uh, so I take that back. That, but you know, not a, really a product announcement. But they are coming out with a standalone VR headset. Whoa! And they have a HTC is is a partner, which is great since they have the best VR headset. But this is going to be a standalone virtual reality headset, totally mobile, doesn't require a PC, doesn't require a smartphone. Uh, you just put it on and go. So I think this is kind of interesting to me because, you know, ask me the last time I played VR. It, 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 it takes so much time to get this thing yeah, set up. It's like when you own the, your own boat, you really don't have fun on the boat like your <laughs> friends better. do. Better know a guy with a boat. Better to know a guy with a VR headset. Yeah. When I go over uh, Todd's, he's like, all right, fine. And it's like he's launching the spaceship. And he's yeah, got a yeah. sweet computer and a solid rig, and it's still a pain in the ass. Yeah. Help me turn these keys at the exactly same time. <laughs> put in the launch code. Hit go. Oh, I got to update five pieces oh, of firmware. Yes. God forbid a game gets updated. Oh, no. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. So I, I haven't been playing with it as much as. I would like, and I, so I think that's kind of what Google wants to do by creating a, a standalone, very quick, just throw it on, you're in, it's already, you know, ready to go. You don't have to f open it up and put your smartphone or plug in anything. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. I'm excited for that. I'm, I'm excited to find out. I think VR clearly hasn't hit, hit its stride yet. Um, it's still in that weird space where you got to afford it. I feel like it's the same thing when my dad got a PC and I would tell people that I'm, you know writing code for a maze game they think i'm crazy and because it's so expensive to bring into your home right and right. i think I, I would say that i know that apple's betting big on ar i think that's gonna be a part of our lexicon and business in the long run but vr man it's still i haven't had when it's when it's ready to launch and you launch it like i'm still in that weird space of like whoa like yeah. that is the coolest thing i've seen in the last two years bar none no, VR is very cool, um, especially if you have the HTC Vive. Uh, you can really get into some immersive. Walking around experience. Bolivia, we never talked about that. I yeah, went to my hometown. Todd yeah. took me back there. I was like, that's a stadium. My parents have a house over here, and it was phenomenal. And and it, 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 that was Google Earth, and you know, it's a free it's app. Like a they giant walking down around there. town. And you can go anywhere. You can go anywhere on the planet and experience it, and it was and you can walk around like a giant too. Yeah, like exactly. I was in New York, like Godzilla, just walking through these skyscrapers. <laughs> and I went over to Central Park and just lay down on top of the Central Park and just took a nap. Like you know? uh, like James and Giant Peach. That's what it was. <laughs> That's awesome. So, yeah, it, it's still very cool technology, and it's only going to get better. And you know, now that Apple's, you know, they're in. They finally threw in the flag and said, "Okay, we're in. We're going to start." making our Macs have real graphics cards, so uh, which is good. It's going to push the whole industry forward, um, the more players that we have in it. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, Google announced Android O. Beta is good. It was available. It's currently out as a beta. 
Yeah, there wasn't too much there that I thought was like amazing. I really think Android is pretty good. Uh, just like iOS is pretty good. Like it's, I don't think it, either platform is really missing much. At this point, it's more like refinement, you know, making things easier to use. Uh, but they did talk about improved notifications, picture-in-picture, picture, and a few other things. Uh, they talked about Android Go, which is going to be for uh, low-end smartphones, mostly international phones, that, that require less data. They announced that. And then they got back to uh, they've created a new AI chip which could turn the cloud into its next Android, they're saying. Ooh. So again, they're all in on, um, on AI, and they, they, they built new hardware to support AI processes, which are very intensive. It's a new TPU chip, um, which is incredibly fast, and, and they're, they're, gonna, they're basically building these systems where... It's not just for Google. It's a pla for oh, it's a platform. Yeah, you got to pay for it, but you'll be able to tap into the same kind of machine learning and AI that Google uses and build on top of that. So that's cool. Wonder what they get. Do they probably get a like a key. What are you talking about? Data is the new oil, Todd. That's what I was saying. <laughs> data is the new oil. You might be right. Machine learning is the new oil. As well, well, that so. produces the data, right? Uh, well, I, no, no, no. You take the data. You take the data and then you feed it in. And then you get you get a machine oh that's right that okay rewind as but you got to have the data and who has the most data Google yep Google yeah has most data. so so they put the data into the machine and they blend it up and then boom here you go yep here you go here's some here's a a smart little AI routine that'll tell you it'll do whatever. the work it'll essentially do the work in days what should actually take researchers years yeah it's all about automation right. So if there's processes where – and it's really good. Like AI right now is just really good for imagery uh, and vision and recognizing certain objects. You know, I looked into audio and I'm seeing some interesting stuff there. The, Google had created um, some AI that would produce music and what they did is they fed it all this classical music and they taught it basically how to write music, classical music. And it's this little process just started like just started barfing out amazing pieces of work, all original. And it sounded incredible. And you're just like, I'm blown away by this. I'm like, oh, my God, I could I could train um, I could train AI to create relaxing sounds, you know, and it could just create all these unique things. And I'm kind of blown away about where we're going. Um with all of this, I agree. It's very fascinating. I agree. I just wish I, you know, you, you have the mind and the know-how to actually implement half of these things. I mean, I understand it. I just still, I don't see. I mean, ideally, I guess if I've really thought about it, you could apply this to podcasting and get the information of when people are listening and back and forth. It just, it would be interesting to actually tailor that to give the listener a better experience in the long run. Um, yeah, which, yeah, which is, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> I think That's a good question. What what could we use AI for in terms of podcasting? Right. You know, like, would you want to train it to 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 be a host of a show and be able to talk about anything? Or, <laughs> and then you don't need to pay someone to host a show. You just got it. They just host best of. It's a virtual pony boy. <laughs> yeah, basically finds stories around the internet. Yeah. and talks about it. Well, what, yeah. what the first thing I would like, and it, that might be it, AI may not 
well, I guess you would need the data to go there. So we have, and I'm glad. Right, do you have any more Google news? Because then we actually can... no, that that wraps it up. Okay, perfect. So that's good. You mentioned this because you know it's time for apps of the week, and my app of the week is going to be you know the full suite of free app company apps that Todd was so kind enough to give a, a refresh to. Um, the highlight of them all is this live stream that we have now available for the, the Michael Mara Show TMOS family. And the live stream, look, it takes dollars in the back end. That's why we're always kind of bitching about stuff uh, to even implement on our end. It's, it's just not, um, you know, you know, you code an app and it pulls in. No, we're, we're spending some dollars on our end. But as the, the months have gone by, the two to three months that we've been up live, I'm working with Ponyboy independently here to see, okay, what do people want to hear on the way home? Like, are we, are we servicing um, the morning drive people that, you know, uh, are on the West Coast that don't get to hear the show live unless they wake up at 6 a.m. Like, what are we doing here, right? And um, ideally, the live stream gets you, lets you listen to the show live when we go live at 9 a.m. on the East Coast, and then you get a replay of just not entire show, so it's not best of, some of the best choice segments that we curate here in studio when the show is over. Like, okay, that's going to go into the stream. So essentially, and as the stream builds to a 24-hour stream, you will see other segments drop off, so it'll continue to refresh. Um, as far as machine learning is concerned, Todd, there's so many applications here, but overall, you know, the idea that um, we could service our listeners in the, at a higher level, and knowing what's going to what's engaging, what's keeping them, that would be cool. Yeah, and but that's not really machine learning. That's more just analytics, data analytics. How could you, I guess, apply machine learning to that case? machine learning is, is there to make decisions oh um, so they would the machine learning would decide which segments actually would work in like a so machine learning would basically say okay let's feed it let's feed it all these podcasts and all this data about users and then you could let's say you cut a new show mm -hmm. and before you even publish it it scrapes it it could it could tell you what people are gonna like Whoa. about the show. So that that's what machine learning would do. It go, I, I I'm 95 percent sure that people are gonna love this segment right here. And then you'd go, oh, okay, great. I'm gonna you know take a little portion of that and make a commercial around it. Yeah, I totally so see that, that now. Yeah, that's what it would do for you. Damn. Thank you for breaking it down. I think that might have helped a lot of other people as well. And it's about predicting the future in many ways, or just pr predictions. Stocks. Uh, buy, sell, buy, sell. <laughs> Let me make you, that. You better believe it. Please. And that's one of the big uses of it. So, what um, do you have for so wait, did you already do your, is that your app? Full suite, yes. The full suite Google of, Play Store, iOS, they're all you're updated. You're talking Mike O'Mara, you're talking Tech411, you're talking Big O and Dukes, all of it. Yeah, Tom Likas, if you're a fan, right there. Right. Um, my app of the week, and I don't know if I if I've done this one before. I don't think you've even announced the big one. I hope you're doing the one that just got the green flag on. I mean, yeah, the green flag on or the green light. The green flag. I'm such a foreigner. Oh, the one of my light. own apps. Yes. Let me do my own app. Hello. All right, sure. You twist my arm. Uh, no, I was gonna it. I was gonna pick something else, but you know, I, I gotta check to see if I've picked that one before. This podcast uh, it this podcast is about podcasts. People okay, to podcasts. yeah, this is a podcast show yes. about podcasts and the future of podcasting. If you are a podcaster, you probably uh, need to add sound effects and intros and outros to your show to make it, you know, to give it that professional edge. Well, I created two apps, one 
for uh, the Mac and then one for Windows 10. It's called Sound Effects, and it's really a, a soundboard. Uh, when I say two apps, I meant on both platforms. So you can download Sound Effects by TMSoft on both of the Windows 10 store and from the Mac App Store. It took me a while to get that Mac App Store approved, but I finally did. And it is a it is a full a working soundboard, exactly what you would need if you were in radio or podcasting and you needed to queue up a bunch of sound clips to play back. It comes preloaded with 50 stock sounds, you know, things that you can, that you'll need to add in. Maybe you need a sensor beep, maybe you need, you know, a golf clap, whatever. We have all those like basic stock sounds. Um, but you know, you can add your own as well. So you can, this drag is in the only app that gives you these stock sounds. I'm telling you, like I, yeah. I, I just told Rob about it today. I was like, Rob, you got to see what this thing does. It's pretty effing awesome, man. Congratulations. Yeah. I would love to get Rob's feedback. If yeah. He, if you would be so be so kind i know he he has a much more professional board than i do but this is this will be the best board you ever get for free uh, yeah okay? the other so one totally costs free. like above 20 bucks highway robbery yeah. yeah most most of the soundboards i did a little research are at least 10 bucks 20 bucks sometimes 100 bucks uh this gives you the the majority of the features that you need to use and it's totally free power to the podcaster man congrats oh thanks man again sound effects Download it today. By TM Soft. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for our show. Is there anything else you want to plug? No, Mac, if you're listening, you can come back. <laughs> I'm not even going to tell him. I'm going to have him listen to the show, and then he can confirm that he got the message. It's been three months. Yeah. I guess we can let him back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. You let us know. You let us know if you want Mac back Oh, on my the show. God. We're gonna let Go the to Tech 411 show on, on Facebook and let us know. <laughs> the the people decide. Let the people. We just, we just need, we just need one, one person to say that they want. And it can't be Mac. It can't no, be you. No, it can't Mac. be Mac. It can't It'll be, be you, someone Mac. else. That's fair. Independent party. That's All fair. Right. Um, I'm on Instagram, Oscar F Santana. I think I have a solid of, of a solid seven pictures up. I put my seventh up today. Follow along. I'll be using that exclusively from now on. Perfect. And you can follow me on Twitter at Todd Moore. And that is it for our show. Sorry it took so long, but I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you next time. Ciao, ciao. This is the sound. This is Tech 411. The preceding program was brought to you by More Broadcasting. For more information, visit us at morebroadcasting.com.